Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of On Call with Insignia, where we go on call with leaders and innovators of Southeast Asia's digitalization rush, or as we like to call it, Asia Innovation. Before we go on call, don't forget to follow our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to podcasts. And you can follow us for daily content for founders and investors on Twitter at InsigniaVC and Instagram at Insignia underscore VC. Now let's head into the call. So in this episode, we're now deep diving into the Vietnam startup ecosystem and specifically the healthcare and insurance market in Vietnam. And we have the best guest to actually talk about that here on today. And he is none other than Duk An Ngo. So he's the CEO and founder of Medici, which is a digital health uh, startup with footprints in more than 30 provinces in Vietnam. Most recently, they actually managed to secure insurance brokerage license from the Ministry of Finance in Vietnam. So congratulations to Medici for that. And they're very much building a, a whole ecosystem around the digital health access for Vietnamese people. Um, so just a little bit on Anne before we hear more from him. So prior to Medici, uh, Anne co-founded and ran his own media company, one of the leading creative media companies in Vietnam. And before that, he had worked closely with drivers and transportation companies on the ground at Grab Vietnam. He completed his MBA at George Washington University under the Fulbright Scholarship granted by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the U.S. Ad is very much an experienced uh, operator, serial entrepreneur, and it's really great that he's now working on healthcare space in Vietnam and we'll be able to learn more about that straight from him. So uh, Ad, welcome and great to have you on the show today. How are you doing? Thank you, Paolo. I'm doing well. It's been a privilege for Insignia to be partnered with and be working with you on this. So I think all our listeners must be really curious how you decided to start Medici, you know, coming off from your previous ventures and working with Grab Vietnam. So how did you end up deciding to, to zero in on healthcare in Vietnam? The reason uh, I decided to start Medici, right? First, health agreements a primitive market in Vietnam. Hence, there is a lot of room left to do big things in Vietnam for health tech. When we look at China, we see that like other players like Ali Health, Shady Health, Ping and Doctor, they make billions every year providing healthcare services and supplements to customers. Or other players in India, like Fracto, Pharmacies, they also mischarged with rapid growth by connecting millions to quality healthcare service. But there is no such companies in Vietnam yet. So late 2019, after I acquisited from my previous startup in media, I sat down with my uh, big brother, my mentor. He also knows a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of a tech unicorn in Vietnam. So we talked on and on about the startup landscape, then all came to the same conclusions. Health tech would be the future of healthcare and the growth engines for the startup ecosystem in Vietnam. Also, my personal experience shaped my decision about Medici. With my mother being a doctor, healthcare was always easily accessible to me. Somewhere I took this privilege for granted, you know, and uh, I believed all Vietnamese people had a similar experience to me. But I soon saw the reality when I joined Grab. When I asked drivers on the ground, what do you fear the most? So what do you think they said, Paulo? Yeah, I suppose they really fear about their, their health and safety. Yeah, kind of. Mm. In sick, they said, mm. yeah. Why is that such a big problem for the drivers? Well, the drivers are often freelance drivers. So they are families, breadwinners. They came from rural areas and they rarely have any type of health insurance. They also rarely receive routine health checks as we have and they only go to the hospital after they have a serious health problem. So being sick means to them that they have to skip work days, no income for their families, and use medical expense. Meanwhile, many Vietnamese people in rural areas 
was scared going to the hospital. I be checked my fake news on the internet and resort to buying low quality drugs and supplements and what unwanted insurance in Vietnam. So after me and my mentor, my big brother, we decided to start a manager with our goal to use technology to provide affordable and accessible healthcare, health protection and insurance products to every Vietnamese. It's really great that you're able to bring everything together for your past experience and even your own personal background with your mom being a, a doctor. And then your experience in Grab, talking to all the drivers and then finding out that they had this pain point of not being able to access medical services, health services, or even medical insurance. And now that's exactly the kind of pain point that you're addressing through Medici, right? And I think for our listeners to provide some context, it's worth mentioning that in 2019, when you started Medici, you didn't start right away with all these products and services that you have today, right? You initially started out with the telemedicine route and working on an agent network, linking hospitals, clinics, and doctors, especially to second tier, third tier cities. So again, my question is, how did you zero in on that go-to-market of telemedicine, linking the hospitals, clinics, and doctors through, through okay. sort of an agent okay. network? Yeah. Yeah. So first, we identified the problem which is the Vietnamese healthcare industries. So compared to the regional healthcare industries, Vietnam has a long way to go. So average doctor to patient ratios in Vietnam is one to 1,000. It's one of the lowest in the reasons healthcare equality also runs inconsistent from rural to urban areas. When we just uh, once schedule to travel, waiting in a long queue for 45 minutes, just to have a one-minute checkup with a doctor in tier one hospital. It's not a rare case in Vietnam, you know. So that's what drives us to tap into telemedicine, building a four-tier doctor network from renowned doctors to external doctors, medical assistants, and AI-based doctors to address patient needs with credibility, professionalism, speed, and efficiency. And after telemedicine, with regards to the drug and supplement market, many people especially those in second and third tier cities, would always opt for self-medication rather than doctor's prescription. And doctor and hospital visiting are always a last resort used only when their symptoms turn serious. As a result, so they may feel victim to inflated prices, unclear product origin or drug misuse due to low healthcare literacy. And therefore, we are triggered to run out health more where 100% customers are educated by influencer doctors, our healthcare communities, then consulted by our medical assistant team before they buy our product. We ensure every single product showed to be best fit to our customers, bringing not only medical solutions, but also transparency and security. And finally, you know, like in Vietnam, another problem is fragmented market data. It's a pinpoint addressed by medicine business, the way how records are stored hardly changed in Vietnam. I guess in the last 30 years, hard copy in an envelope gets sent to your home address and may become your piece drawing paper the next time, you know, it's really like funny, especially in second and third tier cities. Like the thing even worse, right? Diagnosis is even given by doctors, verbal words only, not even papers. It's challenging for doctors to accept patient medical history and for service providers to accept insights for market fit product development. That's where we jump in. We centralize, we analyze, and we draw insight from every single medical activity of our patients. And last but not least, Vietnamese are highly financially vulnerable to health and well-being incidents. Low insurance literacy results in surprisingly low penetration rates about only 2.7% compared to 3.3% of other emerging markets. 
and 9.6% of advanced markets, health and life incidents often cost an arm and a leg and may take away years of saving the people in lower tier cities. So this informs our decision to enter the insurance market to decide to distribute custom fit financial calculations to every Vietnamese facing uncertainty. Thanks for sharing all those numbers. I think it really illustrates to our listeners the intensity of the problem in Vietnam, especially the lower tier cities, which is where Medici and really was able to grow it, its solution, right? And and certainly that online to offline approach, Odo approach in terms of creating that access to medical services has also birthed into what you guys call the B2B to C to F business model for healthcare in Vietnam, which is quite interesting because we're we're all familiar with B2B to C. But then you also added this component of reaching out to consumers also creates network effects within the families as well. So can you illustrate specific scenarios of how Medici impacts the lives of Vietnamese families and how the various aspects of the ecosystem, which, which you've already mentioned, work together? I'm sure our listeners would love to hear a specific story. Yeah, right. Let me share with you a story about one of our customers. For me to care. Me to care, uh, who is 32 years old, works as a factory supervisor for a company in Bangli. The company is Medici corporate customer, hence, he received our annual health screening services. His health data is checked uh, in our system, in health record, and followed by our doctors, who would, who would give him frequent periodic telemedicine checkups to ensure his health status. He also gets covered by medicine, health, and accident insurance, backed by his company as a middle-level employee benefit. And his wife, Miswa, who is 28 years old, with typical dermatology, and gynecological issues. She follows our influencer doctors, joins our health communities, and eventually buys our product under the consultation of our medical assistant. And being satisfied with Medici products and services, they become the recurring customer of Medici. And in Miss Hua's pregnancies, you know, she continued to use Medici supplement and health insurance, introduced by her personal medical assistant. And after she gave birth, her kid is followed by our pediatricians until five years old and is to provide with suitable medicines, drug and supplement. And meet the key and dad, who is 65, who has diabetes type 2. It also taken care by Medici medical assistant team and use our supplement, a practice bought by meet the key under Medici family care special offer for corporate employees. So when we zoom out of this story, we can see that Medici's ecosystem has fully embraced individuals' families' health journey and accordingly maximizing our customer lifetime value. And at Medici, we want to serve every single Vietnamese family as we have done with Medici's family. Yeah, I think that's a really great story. A lot to take away from that, actually. Interestingly enough, the, the story that you mentioned, the worker was working for one of your corporate customers yeah, or yeah. partners, right? also impacted the whole family. So I think that's really great that you're not just able to create impact for individual customers, but also their whole family and, and the larger community as well. That impact has not only been massive for Vietnam, but also Medici as a business. So I'd like to congratulate you guys for achieving 100% quarter and quarter top line growth and 20% monthly user growth in less than two years since you guys started. With all this fast growth, I'm curious, what has been the biggest challenge for the company mm -hmm. sustaining or building Medici as an ecosystem? You know, to scale in healthcare, trust is the key. You know, like health, it will. How can you mm -hmm. hand it to those you don't believe in, right? But however, you know, like unluckily, in the Vietnam market, trust is a lost key. Insurance scam, falsified drugs, even self-proclaimed doctors have betrayed our customer belief and taught them to be skeptical about any private name and new service in the market. 
And our biggest challenge since day one until now is recreating ourselves the key trust to open the door to customers. Fortunately, I have veteran entrepreneurs and teammates and their deep market understanding and on-the-ground experience have enabled us to re-educate the market and build a very local feed distribution model, such as Vietnamese and the community-based. When it comes to health issues, they may ask around their trusted circle first instead of a doctor. Therefore, we have made great efforts to penetrate their trusted circle. We build friendly, wise, professional, influential doctors and supportive healthcare communities of chronic disease, general health, on social media. And until now, we have received thousands of investments every day. We know our efforts paid off when supplement our supplement orders via our influencer doctors and online communities finally arrived and increased tremendously month by month. We also met local community leaders, such as like Willis Hands, Hands of Women's Unions, as our representative to introduce our products and services, such as supplements, insurance to their neighbors. Moreover, like we have a partnership with the Ministry of Information and Communications, which also consolidates our credibility, especially where the government has strong influence, like a low-tier city. Like in Ningwik, near Bakzang, Guangxi, like the second and thirtieth city of Vietnam, where we are piloting telemedicine with the Ministry of Information and Communications. Our penetration rate has risen from 0 to 86% with 57% active users. So, you know, right, let's imagine child walking in a village in rural Vietnam and talking about insurance. People will think you are a scammer. But if you do so with a government representative, it would be a whole different story. So, building trust is challenging. But once we accomplish it, we can create a significant barrier of entry for other competitors. It's really important that you mentioned that, right? We've been talking about the various aspects of the Medici ecosystem, but I think really that it, it's all built on a foundation of, of trust. And that trust, mm -hmm. as you mentioned, is created through building credibility. And, and certainly, I think that credibility and trust comes into play as well now that you've recently secured the highly competitive insurance broker license from the Vietnam Ministry of Finance. Once again, congratulations on that. Now that you've acquired this license, our listeners and myself are pretty interested to know and hear from you. What is the thinking behind bringing insurance services into Medici platform? What are the potential synergies with insurance and Medici's other services? So, you know, in Vietnam, insurance industry is strictly governed by the Ministry of Finance, which only 21 companies rented the broker license in 1993. The criteria and Issuing procedures itself is demanded to require like more than 30 different qualifications and at least one year to be fully completed. Medici is the first and the only startup with its license up to now. It has increased the competitive barrier between us and other industry players. The license and the broker license also legally enable us to perform the full scope of insurance services from distribution to underwriting, co-developing products and claim management fully support our customers and make the insurance process an undisrupted, convenient journey to ensure their benefits. And we launch insurance business this year. Uh, our business launch in the insurance market also leverage uh, the existing synergy within our healthcare system. So we own a direct to customer distribution. So we understand customer behaviors, their needs and pains. So this insight will support our insurance product development and distribution, accelerating the business efficiency accordingly. Our medical system, including doctors, clinics, and hospitals, can promptly assist our customers in policy consulting, claim management, and adding more value to their relationship 
with Medici's and the business. And Jeep broke a lesson. It was a step further of Medici towards being a full-stack healthcare platform, maximizing customer lifetime value and our business resources. The insurance has really been a natural progression for you guys at Medici because you already own the distribution consumer and then you also have a lot of this data from the e-profiles. Then financially, yeah. health services makes a lot of sense. And then the second is that you guys are really the, the first health tech startup to actually acquire this license, which really provides a strong mode for you guys at Medici. And then I think another mode which you guys have is also the mm -hmm. partnerships that you have with corporates and insurance providers as well. I'm interested to know what is Medici's value proposition for these corporations? Mm. What, what do you actually tell them that they can benefit from working with you guys? And what is the impact of these corporate partnerships to the distribution of your services? So I think a win-win situation is what bonus and our partner in a long-term relationship. Service providers such as insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies. This key potential in Medici's large existing distribution network across Vietnam, especially in second and third tier cities. It will cost them a lot to place their footholds in, uh, into by their own. And moreover, the Medici, we own a large corporate customer base with more than 70 big names and SMEs and more than 70,000 employees, a potential customer pool with high spending power. And last but not least, our partners also value Medici customer insights for more effective market fit product development. And all in all, partnering with Medici accelerates their national-wide expansion with minimum acquisition cost. Take DK Pharma as an example. So under our partnership, we have co-developed DK Medics Gold, a dietist uh, supplement derived from herbs and other natural ingredients. So Medici first built a personal branding for the product advisor, Dr. Chen Van Den. We nurture the social community around diabetes on social media. And we have an in-house medical assistant team to directly consult and support the customer. And we have driven 100% quarterly growth with nearly 50% recurring rate for the product. And we invest in every single partnership that we make with our financial, human, and technological resources and meet bear fruit from both sides. So a win-win situation. This goes back to that example, to that story that you mentioned earlier, right? One of the employees of these corporate partners eventually benefiting as well from these services that you offer and provide and yeah. even co-develop with some of these partners, right? So, you know, it's like telling these corporations, you don't just benefit in terms of the business sense, but also your employees as well come out healthier <laughs> yeah, yeah. as partnership. So I think that that's a really great proposition. One other aspect that I'd like to cover is also the role of technology and data. So mm. what, what is the role of technology and data in supporting the growth of Medici's yeah. ecosystem? To a health tech and issue tech startup, technology is a backbone, as you said. It's a core of our business, a customer e-health profile, where we drive insights from the customized product development and efficient distribution. For example, if a customer is pregnant but having pregnancy diabetes, we would suggest special supplements for her that add the treatment of pregnancy diabetes. And after that, our medical assistant will recommend her the most value for money, health insurance, best covering for checkup and best expense. Since she may have to visit hospital more than a normal month, so e-health profiles is the first thing. Also, technology can create the cross-function connection in our business. All stakeholders can reach out for others easily, from doctor to patient, and from agent, insurance agents to customers, and especially for a national-wide, full-stack and integrated business like Medici. Technology is inevitable to sense everyone and everything. And we also want to offer a data-backed, systematic tool for all stakeholders with technology. So doctors and insurance agents can use tools such as AI Assistant, Medici Insight Hub, 
to build and make approach for the customers, which will significantly boost the efficiency and performance. It's really important that you emphasize that data is really the, the backbone and, and the e-profiles provide the data to underwrite co-develop insurance products, to identify what are the needs in terms of the supplements and, and all these other telemedicine services that you provide. And now we've, we've talked a lot about Medici, right? So I think by now our listeners have a pretty clear idea of what Medici yeah. does and the impact that you have and what sets you apart from the, the incumbents and competition as well in, in Vietnam. So now having shared a lot about Medici, you know, I think one of the reasons why I'm excited to have you on the show today is because you are a Vietnamese founder. And in season one, we had over Lin Pham from Logivan. And then season two, we had Huy Nguyen from Finhei, also talking about Vietnam. And now season three, now we have you as well to, to also share your own thoughts or your own perspective on the Vietnam startup ecosystem. I'd love for you to share what have been the unique challenges as a Vietnamese founder in the market. What sort of advantages do you have? When I was talking to a founder previously, he mentioned that the Vietnamese startup ecosystem was was mainly driven initially by a lot of, I would say, like foreign <laughs> founders and, and foreign startups. But it's only more recently <laughs> that you see you know, local founders coming up like yourself. So what advantages do you also have as a local founder? So we'd love for you to share those things. So compared to other markets, Vietnam startup entrepreneur face some disadvantage. The biggest one, I think, uh, you can see just by uh, comparing the number of unicorns in Vietnam and each number in Singapore and Indonesia. So we have less regional and international exposure in which VC and startup hubs are based in Singapore or Indonesia. And our market is still behind those. That's a challenge, but also a motivation and a powder to learn more, read more, and be cross-border partnership with regional VCs like Itigia and uh, keeping ourselves in a pace with the international move. On the other side, being a Vietnamese father, doing business in our old motherland also gains us significant advantage. The language, the culture, the local connection, it's in our DNA. And market understanding has really navigated our business strategies and speed up our rapid nationwide penetration. Afterward, Vietnam is still a young market with dynamic growth and expected to rise even more strongly post-COVID-19. So we are getting momentum and getting ready to ramp up the race. Even with the disadvantages that you mentioned, there's really a lot of merit to local founders coming up, building these ventures like you are doing with Medici and some of our other portfolio companies as well, Logivan and then also Finhei, really moving the, the ecosystem forward. So kudos to you guys with all your work there. And speaking of local startup leaders coming in into the scene, one thing I'd like to mention to the listeners as well is that a lot of your management team are really experienced operators coming from various multinational corporates as well as tech unicorns from grad. C Group, Job Life, Save Back, Ben Group, Get Comeback. So, how did you manage to get such an all star team? So, I, I think the law of attraction has brought them to me. The reason I Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> if you are upset with something, it might become your, your reality. So, after almost two years working day and night with Medici, I am upset with Medici reason of bringing equal healthcare access to every Vietnamese, so offering values to all stakeholders within our ecosystem and never hesitate to voice the ambition within my circles. So this circulates around and gradually medicine missing pieces, uh, those of mutual vision, core values, strong will, diverse experience. And we come together, we sail this ship. Honestly, I don't have a special approach, really. Just be passionate, aim hard, work hard, and share it with others. You will attract people with similar traits. I guess it's easier said than done. <laughs> but yeah, you put it simply and succinctly, which is if, if you're passionate about it, then the, you have the laws of attraction yeah. working in your favor. And it has certainly you know, paid off dividends for, for Medici. 
really having this leadership team has, I, I presume, has really helped the company grow to where it is today. And speaking of sailing the ship moving forward, right? One thing we, we love yeah. to ask the founder CEOs on our show is, well, where do you see the industry that you're in right now, the health tech and insure tech industry in Vietnam? Moving forward in the next five years, and more importantly, what role will Vidichi play in this landscape by that time? I think health tech industry in Vietnam will sprint in the next five years after gaining strong momentum during COVID-19. Healthcare is among the few industries that record uh, positive growth amid COVID-19 in Vietnam. So as healthcare becomes a spending priority, even among low-tier and working classes, people are increasingly willing to pay a charge for quality, credible healthcare services. As Vietnamese grow more tech-safe, they also became more adaptive to health tech, such as like teleconsultation, e-pharmacy, than the common human touch medical practice. Looking back two years ago, when we started, telemedicine sounds uncertain and visionary to even my family members. But now my mom, she has already mastered giving diagnosis via video call. Can you imagine how the whole industry would transform in the next five years? And for me, the Medici, would be a one-stop and go-to destination of Vietnamese when it comes to healthcare. Five years from now, well, our foothold will be spread across the regions and industries and cover every healthcare insurance services. And hopefully, we can become the next Ali Health and We Doctor in Vietnam. Definitely, definitely exciting vision that you have becoming the next Ali Health and then We Doctor in Vietnam. And I think worth mentioning also, Medici has really leveraged that impact of COVID to really be able to service more Vietnamese. It's really great as well that your mother is actually benefiting as well from the platform has become a master of diagnosis on telemedicine, right? Yeah. So I think that that's really great. Now I'd like to go into the best part of this podcast, which is the rapid fire. Yeah. We've been having a lot of like serious discussions here. Now something a little bit more casual. And so I'll ask you some questions and then you can just answer short and yeah. sweet answers. So first up, what are the top three skills of a CEO? For me, number one is working hard. So the whole industry is sprinting. If you can't face up. We need left behind. So that's why I work non-stop, prepare myself physically and mentally, however, and it's why my team to do the same. Mm-hmm. Second, as a CEO, must have excellent uh, human skills. So as a business leader, he or she must uh, be able to communicate, show cooperation, inspire, invite his team towards the company vision, or else no quantum leap can be created. And last but not least, he or she needs to be visionary. Working just hard is not enough. So only working hard with strategy can change the game. Sometimes like, we have to sit back, think about the strategy so that we can adapt well with the situation. Next question is having raised already your first round with us. What's your advice for founders raising their first round? So be passionate and confident. Also, you really have to be able to do. So people only invest in real doer, not a storyteller. So show them your ability to get things done. Mm-hmm. It's all about execution, as they say. What is the most memorable class that you've been in? In my MBA program at George Washington University in DC, at the Fulbright, mm-hmm. I was really impressed with the lead startups class. My classmates were MBA students who came from a very diverse backgrounds, politics, healthcare, military of different countries, Asians, African, Latin American, and US. So we come together to discuss business ideas and run entrepreneurship projects. And their point of view really transformed my mindset in business management. Next question. What do you do to de-stress or take care of your health, or mental health or physical health? Kickboxing and running. Oh, kickboxing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And then finally, last question. Anything else to share with our audience that you'd like to, to talk about? So I want to take this opportunity to thank you. Like, thank Isinia. Without Isinia's support and VCs like Isinia is the reason. The startups like us won't be able to make it happen. I'm really grateful for you and other VCs is the reason to lend support for us. And also like, how long like your podcast, it really happened 
it gave me an insider's point of view into other regional businesses. You know, like sometimes when I'm held back for some reason, I turn on your podcast and get inspiration from other startups to move forward. Thank you for listening to the episode. And on behalf of Insignia, really happy to be supporters of Medici uh, since early on and really looking forward to where you're bringing this company. And to all the listeners out there, I hope you guys learned a lot as well from all the sharings on the healthcare industry in Vietnam and what they're doing in Medici now that they have their insurance license as well. So once again, thanks, Anne, for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Pablo. Stay on the line with us for more conversations with our founders and investors in the region. Until our next call, I am Paolo Aquino, and this has been On Call with Insignia Ventures.